Today's episode is brought to you by VidAngel. VidAngel helps you set customizable filters to remove profanity, blasphemy, sexual content, violence, and more from thousands of TV shows and movies all within their super user-friendly app. I love movies. You guys all know this. I love movies. I love TV shows. I love my kids. And I really love showing movies and TV shows to my kids. And I really love VidAngel because it helps me show the movies that I know and I love to my kids without having to worry about the content. Because you know how sometimes like you have those movies that you grew up watching and then you like show them to an audience and you're like, oh wait, I totally forgot that that like weird sketchy part happened. Like recently I really wanted to show my daughter Josie and the Pussycats and I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, I watched this movie a lot when I was younger. So surely like it's fine for my daughter. My daughter is obsessed with pop stars right now. This is a perfect fit. Turns out, turns out, the early 2000s were a different time for movie watching and the jokes went straight over my head and I was sitting there watching it with my six-year-old and I was like, oh, let's turn this off. But with VidAngel, you don't have to do that because VidAngel lets you set customizable filters before you even start watching something so then you know when you're sitting down to watch your show or your movie that it's not going to have anything in it that you don't want to see or you don't want to hear or you don't want your kids to hear, etc. Anyway, I love the service. I think that it's like super useful and I was so excited when they reached out and they asked if I wanted to partner with them and help promote it to my followers and my listeners because I think it's a really helpful tool to kind of have in your back pocket for when you want to watch things with, you know, your children or with a group. So VidAngel is offering a free two-week trial to listeners of I Just Want to Chat. Just go on to VidAngel.com and use the promo code WANTACHAT for a free two-week trial. It's no commitment. You could try it for two weeks, and if it's not a good fit for you, you could totally unsubscribe. But I'm confident that if you're somebody that likes to kind of monitor the content that you have in your own home or that you watch yourself, that VidAngel will be a really useful tool for you to have. So use my promo code WANTACHAT for a free two-week trial, and I hope that you love it. Happy streaming. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and I am so excited. I'm so excited because today we are joined by the one and only Brooke Stapleton, a.k.a. Brookie Stapleton on Instagram, a.k.a. Brooke the Influencer on TikTok. She is so funny. She is on my same pop culture wavelength, and it is like so fun to talk to her. And we talked about a lot of things, including fun topics such as you know, the Eras Tour movie. We talked about the new Abby Lee Miller show, The Madhouse. We had a lot of things to say about that. We talked about um, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner for a little bit. And then I know I said fun things, but then we like segued into a eight passengers deep dive. So we talked about like the whole drama and context about them and everything. So if you're looking for like a beginning to end, like everything that you need to know about the eight passengers, and I shouldn't call it drama. I mean, like, I feel like calling it like drama sounds a little cheap. Not cheap, but like inappropriate maybe because it's like, it's not drama. It's like a horrible thing that happened to children. But anyway, if you're looking for like a A to Z quick guide to, you know, catch you up to speed on the story, um, we provided that on the second half of the episode. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. And now on with the show. Hello. Hi. Okay. It's just me so far. Brooke isn't on here yet. Um, I just wanted to hop on first and say hello, but also I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping, not really housekeeping. I feel like that's what people on podcasts normally say when they're like, does some housekeeping, like here's my like schedule and also like buy our merch and like go see us on tour. 
Oops, and then my phone's going off unprofessional, but I have none of that. I'm just here to say that we recorded this last night, aka on Monday night, and the news about Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas like officially divorcing was released today on Tuesday, and I'm not getting around to editing this podcast episode until tonight, Tuesday night, and then you'll be hearing it with your ears um, tomorrow on Wednesday. Anyway, so... I'm still going to leave our Joe and Sophie conversation in there because I still think that, you know, we made a lot of good points. Of course we did. Um, just kidding. I shouldn't say of course we did because, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound too cocky, but we did do some good podcasting. I got to say, as far as like, you know, shooting the breeze goes, I think Brooke and I, we really were in a good groove. I, I think that we did well. Anyway. I don't want to cut it out because it was a good conversation. And of course, a lot of like the discourse that we had, like still applies. But um, this a lot of it was about speculation of if they were going to get divorced or not. Um, And now we know that they are. So Joe Jonas did file for divorce today. For some reason, he filed in Miami, Florida, which I don't understand the significance of that, but I'll have to dig into it. But he filed um, and he cited that their marriage was like irreparably broken. So that's that. That's a bummer. I hate anybody, you know, getting divorced, but especially them. I think out of like the last five years, like my favorite celebrity couples, they're definitely up there as like one of my faves because my other faves have broken up, you know? I mean, like Miley and Liam were my favorite forever. They left. They broke up. I'm a weird person, and I actually really, really enjoyed um, what what are their names? Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. I really, really thought that they were fun together, just because it was like so random. I was really enjoying that run. I don't know, but as far as like recent, you know, couples. I mean, Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Mescal, and then Bo Burnham. My beloved Bo Burnham had to go in there and ruin that. I don't know. So who else do we have as far as like new couples? Oh, I wish that we were recording tonight's episode today. That sentence didn't make sense. The episode, long story short, after Brooke and I had recorded, we went to bed and then we woke up to the Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, uh, like making out videos of them at the Beyonce concert. And I wish that that would have come out a day sooner. So then Brooke could have talked about it with me. Because I would have loved her insights. And what do you what do you guys think that they talk about together? They're just so different. And like in Kylie Jenner, like putting aside Kylie's billionaire s stuff and her, you know, the Kardashian of it all, the plastic surgery of it all, all of that. She's a single mother of two children. What what do her and Timothy Chalamet talk about? But I mean, like, they looked like they were very happy. They looked like, like they were very happy and at Beyonce. And uh, seeing them together at the Beyonce concert reminded me of one of my favorite tweets of all time, which is um, the night that Will Smith <laughs> slapped Chris Rock on the Oscars. Remember that? I made the same joke last episode where I was like, oh, remember that? Remember when this happened? Anyway. When Will Smith had slept Chris Rock, one of the best, 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 best jokes that anybody on the internet made was somebody said, and they're doing this all in front of Beyonce, mind you, uh, because Beyonce was in the audience too, uh, because she was nominated that night for Best Original Song. Anyway, 
I think about that to be all the time and it cracks me up. And then today just seeing these videos of them making out and then it's in front of Beyonce, mind you. I, I've been laughing about it all day long. Anyway, that was just, that was my housekeeping. Just a long rambly uh, thing full of corrections that I corrected in real time. Could have stopped this at any point and re-recorded, but did I? Heck no, it's late and I got a podcast to edit. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the episode. It was so much fun having Brooke on here. Me and her have never had like an actual conversation over the phone or anything. We've just been like DMing buddies. I don't even know how I found her or how she found me or anything. I'm sure I was the one that found her and then probably just like kept DMing her until, you know, I got that follow back, you know, anything for the engagement, but really just because I really wanted to be her friend. Um, she's probably one of my favorite people that I follow online and she's leading the charge. Let me just say real quick, my dream and goal in life, but really just like on Instagram is just to be somebody that lives in the Instagram stories. Like I don't really want to post that many things on the main feed because that's like pressure. And I don't want to be like learning choreographed dance numbers with my husband to dance to for Instagram reels and stuff like, so they'll like me. I just want to like be on my Instagram stories, do my little deep dives, have my little fun on Instagram stories and then like they go away unless I put them in a highlight that's what I want and Brooke is leading the charge on that her Instagram stories chef's kiss can you do a chef's kiss over podcasting I don't think so now there's like a recorded sound of me kissing something on the internet and I don't like that and I again I should re I should redo this but I don't want to anyway um long story short please go follow Brookie at Brookie Stapleton I'll link her on my Instagram Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was so good. Me and her, um, I, we, uh, I kept trying to record yesterday. Like I kept trying to be like, all right, okay, now we're going to like start recording. So let's like stop chatting and then we'll like get onto the actual podcast. And I think I tried to stop us like for 40 minutes straight and we were just chatting. We were just having a good old time. So anyway, the good times continued on the actual real podcast episode and you're going to listen to that now. Okay, bye. All right, everybody. It's probably the best day of my life. I am so excited. I don't understand how I got this lucky. I'm here today with Brooke Stapleton. And your TikTok handle is what? Brooke the Influencer. Okay. I wanted to say like Brooke the Wannabe Influencer, but I'm like, first of all, too many letters. I want to be out of there, girl. It's like, second of all, she doesn't want to be. She is. Like, I'm currently doing. Like Shia LaBeouf says, don't let your dreams be dreams. I quote that like at least once a day. And you're just, I love Shia. You're just following his advice every day. Anyway, Brooke is here. I am so excited. Please believe me when I tell you that there is no funnier Instagram story follower follow than Brookie Stapleton. But also I will say follower too, because your replies to everything blow everyone else's replies out of the water no offense to anybody else listening but when I get a dm from you I'm so excited because I know it's someone that's a on my pop culture level and b that's gonna say something a little funny absolutely also I um I feel like I've never met someone as online or more online than me 11 30 p.m I'm dming you have you heard about the eight passenger stuff if I were to send that to literally and I love, I love all the people in my life. They would be like, what are you saying? Why are you texting me at 11.30 PM? You, boom, new reply. I and mean, I mean, it's not something I should be proud of per se, as I have four children, 
and you know like a job and things but I am extremely online it is funny when um I hope it doesn't sound like I'm like saying sassy things about the people that dm me everybody still please dm me and I love all of them and a lot of times I don't know the things it's just that you crickets send me. from now on <laughs> everyone's like Golly. like I I heard the podcast she doesn't <laughs> like the dms the other dms are so <laughs> terrible no I'm just saying I'll like I'll get a DM from somebody from like church or whatever. And they're like, did you see this Taylor Swift thing? And I'm like, yes, Baby, I weeks did. Ago. Like, yes, I do know that she dated Maddie Healy in May. It was a crazy time. It was nuts. But anyway, it's just like, I'm, I'm extremely online. Brooke is extremely online. Extremely online. And today we're going to talk about- our kids are doing well. <laughs> our kids, they have heartbeats. Miss Rachel, she's, she's <laughs> taken a lot. <sighs> Lately, my kids, so- YouTube like kind of freaks me out like kids wise and I'm like very it's it's one like not to be like crunchy about it or whatever but as somebody who is extremely online I'm like I see so much junk where like YouTube like stresses me out but like I'll put things on like little playlists for kids to watch lately they've been obsessed with these like quizzes do your kids ever watch these never I don't know if like my kids are just like brown nosers and want to feel smart or whatever but like there's these quizzes about like their Mario characters and like they'll change the color of their hats and they'll be like which color is Luigi's real hat and then they just like pick up an intensity where they like will take a song from like Little Mermaid and then they'll make it look like Peach is singing it and they're like who really sings this song anyway my kids I love this and they're just yelling at the screen they're like that's not Peach singing that's Little Mermaid but how boy does it do like the Dora the Explorer thing where it just like pauses? Yeah, it pauses. Which color is the hat? It gives them like a countdown clock. Anyway, how did I even get on this topic? Wait, side note from that. This is ADHD means ADHD. Yes. <laughs> but I listen to ASMR, which that's a whole other thing that I actually think you would enjoy if you found the right people. Sorry, I just hit my mic. But because you're trying to do ASMR with okay. your mic. I see the people on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> anyways I listen to ASMR and I like the ones that are like um like you're pretending to go to the nail salon and they're pretending to be your nail artist but there's a level of Dora the Explorer with it where they're like hey how's your day going great it's like you could say anything they're still saying great you know what I mean like you could be like not well okay wait great. so what are you they're whispering not- to me though not to yuck your yum or anything. Don't yuck what, your yum. What are you getting from it? Is it like a role play experience? Are you Absolutely. like really? Is it a call and response thing? Like you're actually being I, like, how's okay, my day? So the lady that Thanks I love, and I think there's some issues here that I need to explore, Um, is her name's ASMR Red and it's very like maternal vibes. Okay. But she's like whispering, you know, she's like, well, and also she's tapping, like the tapping is just, I'm not kidding when I say I started watching it because a friend sent it to me and was like, isn't this crazy? And I turn it on and I'm like, this is so bizarre. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm shivering. Like I am relaxed. You have got to try it. Okay. Ten and you're, on. you're listening or watching? Mm, oh. Both. Mostly listening because sometimes when I like am watching it I'm like this is crazy this is just like a lady in her basement pretending to be my nail technician like this is actually bizarre 
It is a little, you know, Black Mirror-esque, but... 100%. But I mean, if it makes you feel great, I don't know. I don't even really like the nail salon that much just because I don't Okay, that's a bad example. One, okay, Whispers Red. I'm just going to turn you to it. Whispers Red, she does one that's like a sleep clinic. And it's like crinkly paper. Like she's like writing notes. All right. Okay. I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to experience it. You have to experience it and just let yourself be weirded out. I'll see. I mean, the closest I ever came to ASMR is like, I feel like in March of this last year, March of, or March of 2023, there was like a quick, tiny little Hunger Games renaissance on TikTok. Like it, it came and went. It was because Netflix had them on for a month because they were going to drop the trailer of the ballads of the songbirds and snakes or whatever. And there was this girl with like the clickiest voice I've ever heard describing in detail, like every single little character of the Hunger Games and like their entire backstory. And I'm like, I've read these books. I've never known these things. Like, how do you know these things? Are you making this up? Is this fan fiction? What is happening here? But her voice was so like peculiar where I was then listening to stories about the village people from District 4. Yes. And I was so engrossed in it. You're getting it. You got to taste. But I was like this girl. And I mean, I'm thinking about her now. I haven't seen her on my For You page in a half year. Where did she go? Is she okay? Is she great? And I mean, the comments were either saying, whoa, you know so much about the Hunger Games. This is crazy. You're so smart. And B, people saying, weird side note, love your voice. Yes. You should do ASMR. And third was like, I cannot stand your voice. Your voice. I have to listen um, with like the captions on with your voice off. I'm like, first of all, don't you leave that effing comment to that queen. Kidding. How dare you? Were you raised in a bar? trying to tell us about the Hunger Games. Um, anyway. No, you're getting a taste though. So okay, bite yeah. in, baby. Take is that, is that my... um? What's it called? What's weed called? Like your intro drug? Oh, your uh, gateway drug. Gateway drug. Mm. Okay, so Hunger Games Encyclopedia is yeah. my gateway drug too. Uh-huh. And like next thing you know, I'm just going to be out of You are going to become an ASMR artist. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Anyway, okay, there are real things to discuss. Not that this wasn't real. I mean, it's real to you. It's real to me. There are things to discuss. What a wild week. I, there's, a couple ways that celebrity news works and a lot of celebrity news that gets, you know, doled out on like a Friday afternoon or on a holiday weekend is meant to be buried. There's some things that happened that we can't bury that we have to talk about. And I mean, first of all, Taylor Swift, she doesn't want this one buried. It's very much, you know, a, a big deal, but she announced the heiress tour movie. Are you going? Absolutely. Okay. Except did you buy tickets? No, I guess I didn't realize, and I should have, that anything Taylor Swift is like gone, sold out everywhere. Did you see that she surpassed like all records for this woman? It's the way I love her. It's actually insane. So Taylor Swift announced on Thursday morning that the Eras Tour movie is coming out. Which, first of all, holy crap, for a few different reasons. 
she shot the movie in the beginning of August. I was at the concert that she shot the movie at, which, by the way, I think that that means that my surprise songs are in there. Or at least one of them is. I'm sure she's going to put your on your own kid in there. But I think oh. that one of the surprise songs might be our song. I'm going to lose my my mind. But um, so she shot this very recently. And it takes a while to put a movie together. So that's like crazy thing number one. Crazy thing number two, the timing of her releasing the Eras Tour movie is like a little odd to me just because... Wait agree because it's still half the world hasn't seen it yet i agree and like the tickets have been sold and people will want to go regardless you know even if they saw it live like or you know even if they saw it at amc or whatever but like the timing is a little weird one because like half the world hasn't seen it yet like she's only been to mexico and to the united states but also like the timing's kind of weird because not to what's it called like not to look a gift horse in the mouth or however you say it but um i'm not taylor swift out but i would appreciate i think i would appreciate the Eras tour movie more in the springtime when i've had some distance from it yes when it's when i'm like wanting that another hit you know because right now too like my for you page i am seeing the concert over and over yes. and over and over again, which I'm not mad at, but I'm kind of like, I was just there. Here's my question though, is, are we going to see like, is it going to be like a Miss Americana documentary? Are we seeing any of the behind the scenes? No. That I would die for. I think, I mean, genuinely, I need the under the stage when she yes. dives. I need a yes. camera on her. I need a Where Go- is she going? I need a GoPro hooked on her. I mean, I'm sure she's on like one of those like speed sled things. Yes. But we just have to see it. One of my favorite theories is that like that little transition is so they could like give her a shot of like adrenaline or something to like just like or keep her going through the next. Whatever is going on. Yeah, to like like the next, you know, part of it. But um, I think it's just genuinely like the concert they cut out the transition, so that's what made the movie two hours and 45 minutes. So, like, all the costume change times and everything. So, it's just going to be, like, hit after hit after hit after hit. What do you think, in your opinion, like, what should the etiquette be? You go to the theater to see the Eras tour. How do you? How are you expecting people to behave based on your own personal standards for acceptability? What do I think is going to happen? What would I do? What would I hope? I would actually your ideal. Ideal movie experience. Ideal movie experience. We are joining arms. Your seat is a mere suggestion. We are singing. We are clapping. It is a concert. That's my hope. Yes. It's going to be interesting because other people are going to feel differently. I feel like the loudest noises, like the loudest voices on TikTok are people being like, this is still a movie theater. Like, I want to hear the singing. Like, you can dance quietly in your seat and you could do like one two three let's go let's go bitch and that's it like people are being so like sanctimonious about it and i'm like i mean i'm gonna want to take rests that's what i did in the show too yes folklore i'm seated i'm, I'm down for folklore. evermore yes. my butt is in the recliner i'm there but everything else i mean the archer i'm taking another little break i know that's actually my least favorite song that was on there but i do love like I'm her so- dancing that song did not need to be in there. It should have been replaced. It was with so Death random. 
Yeah. And I mean, I know she loves that song, but to me, that song just sounds like a less good version of Supercut by Lord, which I mean, that's what it is. It's like another Jack Antonoff song and he like only knows how to produce like six different kinds of songs. And I mean, I don't know how to produce any kinds of songs. So None. whatever. Wait, his wedding though, speaking of etiquette, you got like what actually is wrong with people? <laughs> I, like what's happening? This is my- not okay. One of my favorite TikToks was um, like how people thought Taylor Swift would like come out and like react to everybody. Yeah, like, being there. My like, girls come in. Well, it was like holding a microphone. It's like, did you see everyone see Margaret's dress? Some might say it's gorgeous. And then she just like goes <laughs> into like a song. <laughs> like, seriously, what were they expecting to happen? Like, was she going to say autographs? Expecting? Like, I mean, what is happening? I've never been to Long Island. Or New Jersey or anything of the sort. It, it was like in... they took over the town. Yeah, I heard that's like a very, very tiny strip of land where like it's like a fun like Jersey Shore town on like a very, very like tiny, tiny strip of land with one road. So maybe that's the most exciting thing that's happened there for a long time. But I remember one time when I was growing up, I grew up in like the Palm Springs area in California. And Justin Bieber was staying at like a hotel and it was like height of Bieber mania. He was like dating Selena. He was staying at a hotel and it was chaos. Like people were out of school trying to like hunt him down. And like the rumors, like Selena's there too. Selena. I would have left school. I would have been checking. Well, but like people were swearing. They're like, I just saw Selena. My phone was dead. I'll never forgive myself. And then it turned out like she was not in town. She was like somewhere else shooting a movie. People are just lying bold face but like people are out of school so maybe that's what it was like for this little town too but that's as much grace as i'll give it please you want to know the most random person that came to moscow idaho josh peck he was dating a girl like from my high school for what reason i I mean i'm sure people in moscow are no idea but he was in the starbucks and And i really did know someone that actually saw him it's incredible I know. Josh Peck. Who to thunk it? You know, during like, so I'm from La Quinta, California, which is right. It's like La Quinta in Indio is a town that they have Coachella in. It's technically in Indio. Mm. And like La Quinta is just like right there. And everyone's like star stories. First of all, everybody like leaves during that time to like rent their houses out to people. And you'll hear like the craziest like star stories. But like when I say star stories, it's like my dad was Ian Solarholder's waiter. And like everyone just loved like their, we're like, reaching. their claim to fame so badly. And it's like, Absolutely. yeah, but it was, everyone had a story like that for two weeks or like three weeks because then stagecoach would come in and literally you couldn't talk to anybody without them having some kind of story. Like my brother was working security and he totally like saw Calvin Harris and Calvin Harris like littered. And it was nuts. Like, okay, but actually live for those. I would love it. It was, it was a fun time. Anyway, we're getting derailed, but the Aeros movie, I woke up on Thursday morning. It was, I like, it was 6.15. I saw the alert. I was 15 minutes late, but I thought, okay, I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to hop right onto my AMC app. I'm the most loyal AMC fan in the world. I have the Stubbs account. I'm there. I have my annual popcorn bucket. They, they legitimately know me. They have the big Dolby screen at my theater. 
sold out across the board. It's crazy. And then, and I'm like, only 15 minutes and everybody had the same idea to like hop on. And so then I'm just searching everywhere, trying to find tickets to a concert movie for a concert that I've seen twice. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy the maximum amount of seats that they'll let me buy. But I was so embarrassed. I had to go to all these different theaters. There's no MCs that had any seats. So I'm going to like a Cinemark at the Orleans Casino. I'm just going to bring my daughter into the casino and like my little Taylor says jump and we say how And I'm like, how high and how much, Blondie? Let me know. how much, girl? I am there. I am at the casino. I put them all in my cart and then I was like, seven movie tickets don't cost that much. And then I looked at like the price. I'm like, oh, they do for Taylor Swift, I guess, because she she is doing this movie differently. So like there's no distribution. Like she funded this movie. There's not a studio that backed it. She spent like 20 to or 10 to 20 million of her own U.S. dollars to produce this movie. And then she's distributing it herself through like AMC and AMC is helping her fill all of these theaters. So they're essentially renting out the theaters and then getting the ticket sales money back. So that's why like the tickets are a little bit more expensive than like the typical movie. And um, she's doing that for a couple of reasons. One, because the writer and actor strike is still going on and she's a member of SAG and she got a SAG waiver, meaning like we will produce this movie with everything that the Screen Actors Guild is asking for. So we're okay. And then the Screen Actors Guild was like, fine, here's a waiver. You could still make a movie right now. Nobody else can, though. So she got a waiver. And a then waiver. they like... I love thinking... Right? Like, it. okay, Taylor Swift, we'll allow it. I'm just imagining her, like, approaching this desk in this empty building. Like, hi, here would it please, is. Would, it, would you mind, please, if we um, put the Ares movie? <laughs> it's the Ares tour. Have you ever heard of it? Um. Anyway, and then they like fast tracked it because all these movies are getting pushed back right now and there's like empty theater space. So it's easier to do it right now in October. I bet you it was supposed to be a springtime release, but because of the strike, they have there's going to be all this empty theater space. So she's really going to dominate October. And then at the end, and again, like this is kind of the overexposure thing I was talking about. So we're, we're getting a month long breather, right? In September. Unless she has something else up her sleeve. Who knows? Yeah, what she got for us, girl. <laughs> yeah, like what? It's it's going to be like another color of the Midnight's vinyl or something that she wants us to buy. It is. Light but, blue. My goodness. But so then we have the Aerostore movie in October 13th. And then at the end of October, then we have the 1989 re-record. And she's so close to overexposure. Whole year. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, girl, I know. Um, October is a perfect time for her though. I hope that this ends in her revealing that she really is a witch. I would like I'm it. I'm kind of starting to believe and like, I'm fine with it. I don't really care. It is insane. Like the amount of her success. I saw that TikTok of somebody comparing her to Michael Jackson and then Charlemagne the God, like that radio host was like, He's no like, way, Beyonce, features. Beyonce, oh. Beyonce. And it's like, yes. Beyonce is really great and just talented in different areas. Yeah, amazing, but not the same. It, they're apples and oranges. Like, it's two different things, two different things. Great and top of their class in each of their different things. Yeah. But different things. But, but like, for Charlemagne to just be like, there's no way. Beyonce, Beyonce is better, like, in every single way. It's like, that's just, it's not, 
It doesn't even have to be a comparison, but if people are going to keep bringing it up, then we're going to have to just say. But if we're going to compare. Yeah. Because I don't know. And I mean, people get so intense when you say anything about Beyonce in any which way. So oh, the beehive is strong. Yeah. And I mean, like, I would like to have a career online, so I should watch my mouth. But I will say Beyonce was here a couple weeks ago. And I just like fired up Ticketmaster and like there were tickets for me if I wanted them. Yeah. Like like the day before, like I could just hopped on where like Taylor Swift, I had to be on like six different Twitter fan accounts that like help facilitate people getting tickets. And I had to like jump through so many hoops. Oh, I had to become yeah. a coder. I had to like pull the the coding from the Ticketmaster website to see I where saw my number. I saw a TikTok of a girl that did that. And I'm like, my husband is a coder. I'm like, come on. And I, I literally like I, told him, I'm like, can you do one thing that would benefit me? He's like, I, I mean, I like I, I had to grab the sourcing and I'm like, who am I right now? You're a like, you're a woman in step. Woman in step, like are. 1.8 high school GPA. Who? Not me. Who, who's that? Me. This girl's a coder up yeah. here. Women in STEM, truly. Anyway, I'll see you all at the Cinemark, at the Orleans Casino with my daughter. Um, uh, and it's going to be a grand old time. But I do know that people are going to like line up for the popcorn merch. There's popcorn merch? Okay, so there's like movie theater merch. So there's limited, this. there's like limited edition popcorn buckets that they have at Regal, AMC, and um, Cinemark, and they're like the popcorn buckets with the the Eras branding all I over. I missed and, this and the soda cups, and I'm like, people are gonna be freaking camped out. And you know what? You know what these dang theaters decided to do? Ten per customer. Sure, let let them have them. Ten per customer. They're gonna sell out two days before the movie starts. They're going to sell out. Can't we have, like, we've they're, been through enough. They're $14 and they are going to be on Facebook Marketplace for, you know, two sixty dollars by the end of the night. Hundreds, hundreds. Wait, that is crazy. You're a Facebook Marketplace queen where I admire it. I just don't have the patience for it. You're going to oh. have to let us know the first sighting that you see. I will. The sighting and the price. Absolutely. I will be on there. Yeah. And I mean, if anybody should ever do that, like Zelle scam uh, for Facebook marketplace people, it should be for people who are upselling popcorn eras tour buckets. We've I'm like afraid to enough. even buy one because I know what's going to happen to it in my house. It's just going to oh. become another puke bucket. One thousand. <laughs> okay. But actually like the AMC yeah. buckets, which we also have many great puke buckets. Yeah. We have an avatar one and that's just my... It's in it's in this little spot in the bathroom. Uh, Big depth, wide yeah. enough. Yeah, the bathroom counter. We bring it out once every three months when my kids get a little bug. <laughs> Come on. Go, go puke in the avatar. Go get the avatar bucket. Highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> Puking it. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, let's quickly talk about Joe and Sophie because that's Taylor Swift adjacent. And then mm. I will um, congratulate us if we could transition this one to another topic and then we're going to round out our thing with eight passengers just so i could give everybody nice clean time stamp love it that's really what all people want they want to i say, have so many thoughts by the way about eight passengers or about, about joe, joe and, and sophie? sophie okay let's hear them do you want to kick us off okay well we saw that joe and sophie 
on Friday. Wasn't it on Friday that it was released or was it Saturday? When was this released? It was Sunday. It was yesterday. It was Sunday. Monday. So that's the thing. So Labor Day weekend, weekends in general, celebrities that want to get their news buried either do it, you know, a Friday afternoon or Sunday after like the papers go to press, which like that's not a real thing that much anymore. <laughs> after the papers are... <laughs> pressing the papers. I'm just this old timey man with a news cap. Joe Joe and Sophie. Sophie. (laughs) The implication here is that Sophie's not a good mom, which like riles me up. But anyway, but let's not let's not skip ahead here. Okay. So it came out on Sunday, correct? Came out Sunday morning. And then Sunday night though. It wasn't her though at, we we thought people were thinking that they saw her at the concert in Austin, Texas. And it wasn't? Twitter. Did, did is, I spread fake news on the internet? Okay. So and no one I think me? it felt real. It did feel real, but, and who knows? Honestly, it's the same thing as the people that you went to school with who are like claiming, oh, I was at the concert, this, that, the other. But someone was like, no, that's just like an assistant who was like, giving water bottles to the uh I don't know I'm don't I'm know. checking not skinny but not fat she posted it no retraction she has not said here carry that? it for a second I'm gonna see what she says okay who knows but then he was spotted with his ring on. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with news though, or like anything about a relationship regarding a ring. I'm like, listen, I and I mean, how many ring stop. stories are we going to get about these how boys? Many ring stories. I don't they're even whole- have a wedding ring. Like mine, mine is whatever. the Jonas Brothers. Their entire career will just be dictated by these rings. First was purity rings for a the solid four rings. years. Are they wearing them? Are they not wearing them? And then when they decided to take them off, that was their whole personality. They come out with the Sex by the Ocean song. And it's like, oh, it's about not wearing a purity ring. Guess what? I've heard of sex now. They, Do you want to know what they did? They released this song called Pom Poms. Oh. When they were trying. So they released um, Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, which was like their last album really all together. And... The, the public interest was waning. Like, people were not as interested anymore. Lines, Vines, and Trying Times, like, it did, like, okay, but not, it was not great. Then, like, a couple years later, right before they break up, they released a song called Pom Poms, which is really just, like, sexual, or supposed to be sexual. It's like, put your pom poms down for me, or whatever. Ooh. The song has just been buried, because they want to pretend like it never happened. And then that's when they went on their, like, right, press tour so. of, like... <laughs> Of like, we don't wear our purity rings anymore. Guess what? I have had sex with Ashley Green. That's what Joe Jonas wanted the world to know. Can you imagine like the day? (laughs) I wonder if he was wearing it like that night. Come on, girl. This thing's coming off. Put your pom-poms down for me, baby. My goodness. But anyways, but like people did not like pom-poms. People didn't even care if they were wearing their purity rings yet or not or anymore. And then they had like their resurgence a couple years later where they were still talking about the dang purity rings. And now flash forward to today, their whole entire personalities that they have wives, great for them. I mean, have Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra ever been in like a room alone together? 
No. I'm Do unsure. they know? Have they spoken? <laughs> I, I'm unsure sure if that's ever happened. Not but, sure. But now we're just talking about his dang ring again. That, I know. That ring finger has been through so much. I know it really has on and off and on and back off again. Okay. I remember seeing a blind item on Dumois about them having trouble in paradise. Sophie and Joe. Yes. Okay. And again, the implication. Okay. Did you read though? Like the news that came out, I think it was like on E! News and it was like, Joe has been taking care of the kids all the time, even on tour. I'm like, who wrote this? Yeah. Well, here's what the thing. Dig. So that was like what the sources said to TMZ. TMZ, I want, here's like a, a quick little like media literacy class for all of our pop culture followers. TMZ back in the day used to be like a gossip rag, right? You can't believe a word that they say. It's sensationalized. Yeah. It's it's crap, right? It's just gossip. TMZ through Chris Jenner has turned into like a very reputable source. Basically, if TMZ confirms it, TMZ was the first people that confirmed that Kobe Bryant had died. And because they had the confirmation, then everybody else went and posted. If something's on TMZ now, it's been vetted. It's been, it's true, right? And that means that like sources have come to them. So like a source close to Joe, that's somebody in Joe's camp that is- given this information to TMZ. So a source close to Joe saying Joe has been with the kids like this whole time. Sophie's been like shooting a movie. If it was reversed, Joe's on tour. Sorry, Joe's not with the the kids right now. He's on tour. What do you expect him to do? I know. uh, It's crazy. And like any, even if Sophie had the kids, they'd be with a nanny. If Joe has them, they'd be with a nanny. I mean, like, and working. I'm not saying yeah. that, like, they're just at their house and someone else is watching their kids. But Sophie's working and Joe's working. So do you want them to be with the nanny with Joe? And you want Joe to have a pat on the back because he, like, sees the kids sometimes, but, like, he's working, which, again, fine. Childcare, great. Love it. Yeah. There's, like, no shame in it. No shame, baby. But, like, to be, like, oh, and Sophie's like across the pond and filming a movie. First of all, that's the only place in America, not in America, in the world that you can film a movie right now because you can't film any in America. It just felt like such a like stab that I'm like, okay, this is a little messy. Here's my thing though. I looked back the timeline. I forget that they were 19 when they met. She was like 22, 23 when they got married. Mm-hmm. 24 when she had her first baby I'm kind of like maybe she's having a moment where she's like wait I don't really want to be this well and when was she on Game of Thrones when did that start 13? her whole team yeah. yeah so it's like she's literally been Game of Thrones then she immediately was Jonas world and then motherhood and I'm like maybe she's just not she just wants to chill for a minute yeah yeah and like it is funny to think, because I really do think, though they have never spoken, I do think Priyanka is, like, fairly okay with just being, like, Nick's wife. Like, I think she, like, oh, loves yeah. being Nick's wife. And, like, she's fine with that title. I think Sophie's, like, wait, I have, I'm, like, a comp, like, I'm yeah, a, this why I'm accomplished. I want to be busy. I want to be doing stuff. Because I mean, other than her, like one scene in Do Revenge, 
What was the last Sophie Turner movie? I know. I know. And I actually think she's like the coolest girl in the world. Like I put her up there with like, with like Zoe Kravitz. It's just like cool, like exudes from them. And she's like, hundred percent. Like this, not that this should matter, but like, she's just so much like taller than Joe Jonas. And she just seems like the coolest, most fashionable, just like chillest girl, girl, like a girl's girl. Cause she goes around with the wives and she's just like, just like, I think she just so like, I don't know. I mean, maybe she's going through a thing that you see all the time where it's Mm -hmm. like people get married younger. They do something when they're really young and they're kind of like, wait, I'm like, I haven't had my time. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, she worked. What's it? What's the age gap? What's the age gap? I think he's 35. Joe Jonas age. He, yeah, he's 34. How old is she? 26? 27. Sophie Turner age. Yeah, she's 27. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I just wonder. He wanted a wife. And, but I mean, so many people on TikTok are like, well, that's what she gets. Like, cause it was a shut up ring. Like, they were engaged for so long. Like, they were engaged for two years. And like, and everyone around them was like getting married. So he like gave her like a shut up ring. And so they like got married and whatever. I'm like, no. That's what she gets. That's what she gets. I hate that. Like, Wait. oh, do you think Joe's going to pick you next? Is that why? I know. I know. I think he, though, number one, I think he wanted the cool girl because, of course, like, mm-hmm. I-, I want Sophie Turner. Who doesn't want Sophie yes. Turner? I think what he now wants is probably, like, like a Danielle, which, bless her. What's it? Her name's Danielle, right? Yes. Oh, she, that, I mean, that tracks. <laughs> I'm like, and who's she married like, to? What's like, his it, name? It feels accurate, Danielle. <laughs> yes. Married to Kenneth Kevin. Like, their, their kid's, like, Alana. <laughs> I love that they met on a cruise. Like it just feels so perfect for them. Nope. When so I was like deep in the trenches of Jonas Brothers fandom back in the day. And when we found out about Danielle, everyone said, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> where in like where if we found out, I mean, people were like sending death threats to Miley Cyrus, like people were horrible to like Taylor Swift, Camilla Bell, anybody Heaven, else everyone's like, Good for him. Good for him. That's great. Like he confirmed it on a show and he's like, yes, I am dating somebody. And we're all like, he did it. He confirmed but, it. I'm so we're glad. So proud Someone's of him. taking care of him. Someone's taking care of him. Um, so we don't have do to. you follow Frankie? I mean, I've seen the TikToks have come across my desk. They have been funny, but they have been annoying. Everyone tells me that I need to watch Claim to Fame. Sure, maybe. But like, no, I don't like the follow, weirdest follow him. thing about my husband Jeff is that he was following Frankie. I'm talking like 2010. He like loves Frankie the Jonas bonus po- Jonas. He does. He's like he rides for the bonus Jonas. He's like someone needs to pay attention to him. Frankie Jonas probably had he was private and he had like. I'm not kidding. Maybe 400 followers. Jeff requested got in. He has been following Frankie for years. He's made an investment. His, his close personal friend. 
Frankie Jonas. I'm literally like, you're probably that close friends. Oh my goodness. I know. I, one time, so like when I was in high school, I was a seat filler. Like I would go to like award shows and, yes. and stuff like that. And I was like, a, like that was like a little job that I had. I didn't really make money because it like, they would pay me 60 bucks. And like, that's how much it took me to like get out to LA for that day. Worth it. But yeah, worth it. Just to be amongst the stars. But one time I went to this event um, as like basically like casted audience. Like they like hired people to like be fans waiting up at like this like red carpet thing for this event that um, Noah Cyrus was throwing called Lollipops and Rainbows. And it was like Love some it. kind of weird thing. And I was like a sophomore in high school. Anyway, a big moment of the night was everyone knew that Frankie Joma- Jonas was coming we were all excited and we're like is he gonna bring his brothers this is so fun he just flies by the little pink red carpet this flies by on his heelys and like this was past when heelys were cool too like i mean this was when was i in high school so this was like 2010 he just zooms heelys Frankie. This goes past and then like people let him know like oh you have to go back and you have to like talk to like the the media people and just Zips back. Yeah. Uh, just, just healing it up. After Healy's were at their peak, but he was a there. He I love yeah. that for him. Noah Cyrus, who, by the way, was at Walmart and didn't go to Tish Cyrus's wedding. Did you see that? I have been wondering why she wasn't at the wedding, but I haven't investigated it. Even though I've been like so deep in Miley Cyrus stuff right now, I've been putting together like a roundup of like a walk down Miley Lane. I love her. My favorite I celebrity. Love I think her. she's my favorite celebrity. She's everything. Her and Jennifer I, I mean, Lawrence are the best oh, at it. Jen- Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer, who literally, I'm like, what did you do to your face? You were beautiful before. It looks fantastic now. Insane. Wait, did like, you see No Hard Feelings? Do? No. Oh, I not yet, but I've heard it's really good. It's amazing, but also just like watching how beautiful she is. And it's like, she's got to be the best done Botox in the world. And she talks about how... She has Botox. Like she talked about it on Watch What Happens. But it looks beyond anything that I've ever seen. Like she looks yeah. fresh. She looks like she just got 13 hours of sleep. I'm like, what did you do? Amazing. She looks amazing. I know. Um, Yeah. Miley Cyrus though. So I why was Noah? I think she teamed is like team Billy Ray. Billy Ray. Billy Ray, the serial cheater. Yeah, who's with like an actual 27 year old. Her name, like, fire I remember brain. when Billy Ray had cheated on Tish again. Which and so then, would? So then Tish went and started dating Rock of Love man, whose oh, name now escapes me. Um, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Did you watch Rock of Love? Oh, my goodness. Of course. Wait, I, I kind of, like. Daisy? I remember. When Daisy, they would, like, Daisy Fuentes? Out. Oh, not Daisy Fuentes. Is that her name? No, Daisy Fuentes was that singer, right? Or that swimmer. Who wh- is it? Daisy Fuentes. I swear, Daisy Fuentes was the girl who hosted that Nickelodeon show with the slime. Let me see. I'm gonna say Daisy Rock of Love. Daisy De La Hoya. Okay, Oops, I'm like literally that's appropriation, Daisy or that's something not great. <laughs> show with the slime (laughs) i think she hosted like family what was it super sloppy double there i think she hosted that 
I don't know, but now I'm finding out that she was five foot two and she dated uh Dave Navarro. Okay. Oh. That's great for Daisy. Fortis. I remember watching Rock of Love though and kind of like feeling things. Like I was like, oh, this is kind of hot. Like when they would go at it. Like what was I watching? I was like in fifth grade watching it. Hey. I don't think that that was my sexual awakening though. Like, I mean, like I was already awoken in different ways. Oh, 100%. But, but Rock of Love did not do it for me. I was literally just there for the drama. I was a VH1 girl oh, as a fifth grader. VH1. Like friends were loving, you know, they were waiting for a high school musical to come out, that kind of stuff. I was fine with that and I enjoyed it too. Best week ever. I had it recorded on TiVo every single week. I could hold both things in my hand. I'm like, listen, I can be excited about Lizzie McGuire and also be watching Tila Tequila. And like, yes, I, I contain multitudes. Both. Yes, <laughs> I contain multitudes. Oh my goodness. Anyway, but my a great pop culture moment was when Tish Cyrus was so horned up for Brett Michaels, where she had Miley do a cover of Every Rose Has Its Thorn. But it was like a broke down, like kind of like R and B one. Yeah. Like, well, like there was kind of like a, like a choir. Like there was something, but it was on her. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like on an EP. So she had like five songs that she was able to release, and one of them because Tish Cyrus was again so revved up for Brett Michaels. One of like it. the five songs that we got was her. I saw him in concert a few years ago. And how did that make you feel? Uh, revved up. I'm literally like, I get it give me the bandana give me there maybe there's just something about him in person because i remember also thinking this about flavor flave like the women were going feral (laughs) i'm like maybe it's just something about him in person flavor flave was was he was he I don't think so. But he's one of the people who've successfully adopted being a Swifty during this time to raise their own fame. I but know. I do appreciate the hustle. And I mean, I know. so many people, I I have like a lot of personal feelings about it where like I can't even share them on the podcast about people like just adopting the Swifty hood for their own. Like clothes. Dave Portnoy, who I do actually like, but I'm kind of like, yeah, you are. I do think I like that he is like kind of unashamedly. Oh, yeah. That word didn't come out like how it was supposed to, but we're just going to roll with it. I do love the merch. I love the passion. Just like yeah. how it was with like Spencer Pratt, where I'm like, you do have a genuine love here. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But if you're like, I don't know, I can't say too much. So, I don't want to get canceled. Swifties. I don't want to get canceled, but some people switch. And my head. thoughts on Flavor Flav, I also, you, you, you heard me holding back, but I do it's have not, questions. It's not great. I do have so many questions. But he did give us New York. He did give us Pumpkin. He did give yep. us the spit moment. He did give us Hoops, who then went on to date Shaq, who was like two feet taller than her. Love it. Congratulations to the happy couple. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Okay. So um, segue from that is now us talking about quickly the Abby Lee Miller um, Madhouse. Is that the name of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot um, I have thoughts on Abby Lee Miller, and that is that I ride for my girl. If she ran for president, I would vote for her. If she was 30 years younger, people would be nuts over her. It is just we are age phobic. We she's she's literally a star. I'm like, literally, she's the best television 
Why are more people not? She is good television. I love her. There, okay. I feel like I have biases as somebody who was in choir in high school and like in theater in middle school. And I like I never got the parts. That's because I didn't have the talent. But I'd always have a chip on my shoulder. Like no, there'd it's always the algorithm. Be like, <laughs> the algorithm <laughs> it was, was getting me then. It was. <laughs> it was an algorithm that made me Candy Kid number four and Willy Wonka <laughs> when I was promised. It was out to get me of um Ruka Salt's mom. When I was promised to me. Awful. The, the freaking algorithm. Not Fruka Salt. Who was I supposed to be? Augustus Gloop's mom. Oh. I had like a conversation with like the theater teacher and then cast as Candy Kid number four right from under me. You're like, so what happened? In but that? anyway, so I just, I feel like I can't watch Dance Moms. And I mean, I loved Dance Moms. One of my favorite reality shows of all time is Dance Moms. It's incredible. And... I do watch with a chip on my shoulder because I'm like, I've been in the Chloe position so many times where just like these girls who are not always more talented. I mean, like definitely in my case, they were always more talented. I don't have talent in that way whatsoever. I do not sing. I do not act. I just wanted to be there. But, but like these, like the favoritism and stuff, I'd always have a chip on my shoulder about it. And then, so I feel like I'm biased where I hate Abby because of that. But I also appreciate what she gives us. I, I see you and nothing? I raise you. Uh, uh, this is my argument. Did we all obsess over Monica from Cheer? That I'm is sorry, true. same person, but just Monica may be prettier. And so we're all team Monica. I'm like, Abby's literally, I don't know, Nia needed to point her toes. Like, I actually usually agree with her. Point your freaking toes, Nia. Like, yeah. this is. This so, I mean, some of it really was valid. And then, of course, the, she did spiral out. <laughs> the, the taxidermy dog, Broadway baby, was a lot. She, she did spiral out. <laughs> and, I mean, the funniest clip of all time. She's zooming, bro. <laughs> I'm just so glad that, like, TikTok is finally catching on to this. I'm like, this has been here, by the way, for years. But... I now hurt my finger. I hope I could still dance. <laughs> or when they, and it's so weird because like when I was watching it, like it wasn't that long ago and I like, I knew it was crazy, but now rewatching it via TikTok, I'm like, mm-hmm. this was, this was nuts. Like, she's yes. like, I want you to dance. You are a, like the themes that she would give them. Well, I, I don't remember some of the craziest ones. Like you are. Remember that Anne Frank dance that she made Brooke do like, at 14 different competitions <laughs> and then each time her and frank discourse just got worse and worse that's the content that we could expect from madhouse i'm so excited though i'm so excited i'm so I cannot excited. wait i mean like her in the hands of adults meaning like we don't have like any of the guilt of these I are know. children people like this isn't good for children I they know. have like this idea perfect because and there's like, no guilt involved it's no, just the adults know who she is they're they know what they're signing up for. Yeah. They're living together. It's perfect. Couldn't have been created better. It's going to be a, dare I say, madhouse. <laughs> She's zooming. She's zooming. She's zooming, bro. <laughs> I love her. You teach I, theater I really etiquette to kids, put your phone away. You teach I... theater etiquette to kids, put your phone away. Everybody, I will post that clip in my Instagram story Please. today. Yeah, I need you to actually do a roundup of just dance bombs clips. I'll do it to celebrate you coming on the pod. 
Okay. I'd be like, hey, Goodbye. everyone, there's a lot of things going on in the news right now and a lot of deep dives I have promised, but nothing more pressing Dance than moms. this. Dance moms on the top. If you scream at me, then I'm going to cry. Wait, do you remember when she was fighting? <laughs> Who was that woman behind her? She's like, she wouldn't turn. <laughs> You'll find the clip. I'll send it to you. Isn't I mean, that the so same? Many. Isn't that the same clip as she's zooming? I don't know. Who, who knows? It's it's for me to find out on TikTok and then steal the clips. Somebody recently, by the way, just asked me why I don't credit people on the TikTok roundup I make every week. I'm like, not not to sound like a martyr. I'm doing this of my own free will and choice. But do you know the amount of time it would take? And also to find their Instagram. People have asked for like captions for every single video i'm like that takes like two months to generate i'm not doing it i'm so sorry just don't say thank you well that's what i'm looking for what a weird way to say thank you for your service (laughs) on the same baby you don't have to watch it at your desk at work in your cubicle maybe maybe like like just wait until you're on the toilet later you can have it on full volume listen to the rounder up heart everything Give me the engagement and then be on your way. It's so great. In a kind way. way. I feel like I'm sounding very ungrateful. And don't freaking DM me. (laughs) Please DM me. It makes me feel so happy and important. (laughs) So great. You are. Um, I am happy and I am important. Um, (laughs) What was I going to say? Okay. Um, Let's just talk about the eight passengers now. Big, big... um, Big uh turn, but pivot, pivot. Okay, let's see what timestamp we're at here. I mean, I'll edit that later, but I wanted to leave the eight passengers at the end of our discussion today, just so we could um, end on a low. <laughs> just end on a low, but just so I could like give everybody clean timestamp, so yeah. you could just go and listen if that's the only thing that you care about. But I mean, you should care about everything that we just talked about anyway. For like a deep dive on context. I would personally recommend listening to my podcast episode um, that I did in June with Stephanie Morris about date passengers and about Moms of Truth and the Connections cult. That's like kind of like your crash course. What I'm going to assume here, we're going to give a little bit of backstory about them. But like if you want the deep dive context on who these people are, you could research on tiktok or you can go listen to that podcast episode it's at the 58 minute mark is when i start talking about ruby frankie and connections and jody hildebrand but we will like briefly go over here so this week the world was rocked by the horrifying news that ruby frankie of the eight passengers family youtube vloggers um family of youtube vloggers uh was arrested for aggravated child abuse for two counts of aggravated child abuse um, and so was her business partner. We'll get to that in a minute. Jody Hildebrandt, who was also charged with two counts of child abuse, um, of aggravated child abuse, which means like planned and like not definitely like not accidental. <sighs> Where to begin? So Ruby Frankie of the eight passengers, she has six children with her husband, Kevin Frankie. Um, I explained this a little bit a couple times online this week. I've met them. Because Alex, my husband, used to be in Kevin Frankie's, um, like, grad school program. 
And it was like a program of like six people. We've been to their house for dinner. We have, um, we went to their Christmas party where fun fact about that Christmas party, because I keep people that know that, like I kind of knew them. And I mean, like know them is so loose, but I mean, Alex did talk to Kevin every single day. Like we live in Las Vegas because Kevin sent us here, which is so weird to think about. But I do remember one time they like threw this Christmas party thing with like a white elephant gift thing. And they put like the price limit as $15. And I was like a new wife. I was pregnant with my first baby. I really wanted to impress the people that would be at this party. And they put a $15 limit. And I was like, okay, so these are presents, right? These aren't just like gag gifts. They want us to spend $15. Sounds so embarrassing, but like Alex and I like lived in a tiny apartment. I just went on maternity leave. Spending $15 back then. Back then was like, okay, I'm making the sacrifice, but we'll be getting something $15 back in return. These people who were already vloggers and he was like a lead professor at BYU. They had like a mason jar full of beans and they said like, here's a jar of farts. Like that's like what, that's like what, like the gifts that they gave for this little thing was so, and I think that that's one that we got, like we got like the pinto beans where it's like, here's a jar of farts. Um, They just gave actual crap. Like they gave like an empty box and I remember thinking, like, we just, like, we're giving a Cold Stone gift card for $15. And, like, we got a jar of farts. So, anyway, so they were kind of quirky, but they were normal. Anyway, so they had a family vlogging channel where they vlogged everything. Literally everything. Literally everything. Lit- and the angles are, yes. In the Costco freezer, opening it up, down low, up. Like there's Everything. so many clips about um Ruby Frankie talking about her morning breath, and I'm like, how dare brush, you? How- it's like take a sack, go brush those but, teeth. Like the fact that there's so many clips of your kids being like, "Mom, your morning breath," like brush your teeth, and also don't put it in the video. I'd rather <laughs> die than anybody know Edit that I've ever had out. morning breath. Edit it out. It's crazy. I, I, like I'm not going to post that ever. Ever. Like, like my one chance meeting Taylor Swift could be her saying, Hey, you have morning breath. And I would oh, never no let the world know. That. The world will never know I met her. I know. I think they really just pressed record and never edited anything. Yeah, it was insane. just a stop and Yeah. But so people started to notice their, you know, unique and ultra strict version of parenting back when they're Son Chad, who was their second oldest kid, was sent to the Anasazi uh, Troubled Teen Camp, which was a camp in the middle of the desert in Arizona. One of like the um, like findings I found out about it on uh, on Reddit. I mean, I've never been to the Anasazi camp, so I cannot confirm if this is true or not. But they say that's like one of those camps where they kidnap you in the middle of the night from your home, blindfold you to bring you to like your lowest point of fear. And then they just drop you in the middle of the Anasazi de- desert with like a canteen of water and a knife. And there's nowhere for you to go like 10 miles either way. So they just drop you there and leave you there for a day. So you like think that you're actually going to die. But like you can't go that far. So they like they know that you'll be somewhere in that 10 mile radius. And then they come back and they get you. And then like from there you go with other campers. But like you have to earn your right to talk. And then you have to earn 
um, like fire to cook your food on. And then you have to earn your food and you have to like, and it's actual torture. They don't tell you how long you're going to be there. And that's horrible to begin with. Like nobody should be at one of these camps whatsoever, no matter how troubled they are. But like he legitimately like wasn't troubled. Like when Kevin and Ruby explained not troubled when Kevin and Ruby explained why he was there, they're like, he was disrespectful. He was sarcastic and he didn't show gratitude. I'm like, so he was 16, like literally 14, 14. Oh my gosh. I freaking didn't realize that 14. That's every 14 year old ever. Didn't show like gratitude was sarcastic, was a little disrespectful. So send him to that camp or whatever. And so that's when people were first like, parenting style is a little odd here. That's not okay. Nobody should be sent to a camp. Um, And then like the parenting stuff got more and more intense where things were happening, such as, you know, her daughter. Christmas. So that's when she got in with connections. Oh, okay. But so like before, like there was her daughter didn't wake up for preschool and her daughter and Ruby was like, you're four, you should be waking yourself up. You're missing preschool, you know? It's like, we're about to get a little bit real. The ring light is is hot on my face, so I'm turning it off. Um, Anyway, the so like the punishments were like picking up in intensity. But then a couple years ago, she discovered this program called Connections um, from this debarred therapist or debarred, what's it called? Like she lost her license, therapist mm-hmm. Jody Hildebrandt who what I read on Reddit was that she lost her license because she was reaching out to people's Mormon bishops about things. that they would So it all came out. Therapy. The guy, um, this was like hours ago, Adam, he came forward. His name's mm-hmm. Adam Paul Steed. And he, um, he was the reason she got disbarred because she, well, she got disbarred later though, or disbarred, whatever we're going to use that. Yeah. Term. I guess. He went and saw her. Okay. She, he was uh, involved in like a child sexual, he was assaulted as a child. And so he had to go to therapy and then in his settlement with Idaho and with like the Boy Scouts or whatever, they required him to go to therapy. And so I think he was set up with Jody and then, um, he ended up going to marriage therapy with her and he was like, she um, like told on him to BYU that he was watching porn. And then she ended up separating him and his wife who then divorced. And then she hired his wife as a therapist and they had like an inappropriate relationship. And he's like, she ruined my life. Insane. I got three different messages from people saying that their lives have been affected by Jody's connections program in some same. way. Same. Yeah. Where people and it was like all reached kind out of the same stuff though. Like, yeah, where it's just like she separated my yes. my my cousin's family or whatever. Like my yes. my um my cousin was married to this woman. She got really connected into connections, connected into connections. And then she kicked him out, kicked their teens out. That was the thing. The stories were the same. I same. think I got four messages. And the separating was the same and the kicking out. 
kicked out her 13 year old son, kicked out her 15 year old daughter, Mm -hmm. kicked out the husband 10 times. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. You, they weren't living in their truth. I'm like. Distortion is like the buzzword. I can't. So Ruby gets hooked up with, with Jody and Jody kind of like instantly gravitates towards Ruby because Ruby has this big public platform and already kind of has these crazy parenting ideas, right? Like she already is crazy enough to send her 14 year old to the desert to a camp. Right. And then, so like things happen where like, she won't give her kids lunch if they forget their lunch and has like a daughter that has like self-esteem issues, but the daughter like would never clean out her hairbrush. So then she lost her hairbrush because none of the possessions in the house belong to the kids. They all belong to the mom. So the mom could take away your hairbrush at any time. Your hairbrush is a right. And then like crying about apple bottom jeans and which is one of my favorite was beyond of all time. But anyway, so then the story goes, Sherry, the oldest, she, none of the kids are welcome there after they turn, you know, 18. And that is how she words it, by the way, which is so like, none of my kids are welcome to live with me after 18. It's crazy. I I hate to be the as a mother because like it shouldn't take a mom to be like this sucks you know like it like as a human being but literally as a mom thinking about doing anything that resembles anything to this anything couldn't imagine my like my four year old is in preschool imagine just like not waking him up and being like sorry you missed school today sorry you missed it you don't you don't have the discipline to wake up like. He'd be like, okay, can, come give me some fruit snacks. Like, what the heck are you, <laughs> what talking, are, what are you about? talking about? I felt like I remember seeing her parenting style and I read a book before, gosh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a parenting book. And by um, Reddit, I like, you know, <laughs> I yep. watched a TikTok about someone <laughs> summarizing it. I really it studied about, this book. I studied, I running back that book, but it was all about, you know, natural consequences and how that's good to teach your kids. Like, mm-hmm. well, if you don't eat your breakfast, like you might be really hungry at school. And and I get that. And I think that is like a good thing to teach of just like, you know. Like some... I understand, like let them feel the hunger for a second and then fix it and then feed Absolutely. them. Like, and then, like, but I oh, feel like you... she just like honed in on that and took it to the X degree. Like, okay, yeah. well, if we don't bring your jacket to the park, like you might be really cold. Yeah. And, you know, maybe, maybe have them be cold for two minutes and then, oh, by the way, your, your jacket's in the trunk. Don't yeah, worry. Like not even like the being cold thing, but just like, oh, like I, well, yeah, I told you that if you didn't eat breakfast, you're probably going to be hungry. Here's your breakfast. Now, you know, better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She took it to a degree though, that I was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, did you just read this book? And then, I mean, she didn't, she's always in this way, but I'm like, this is not teaching them anything. Yeah. She's like, it's literally just teaching them fear and like how to hate their mom. So Kevin at some point gets kicked out of the house. Joe or Jody and Ruby are really joining forces. Ruby decides that she's not family vlogging anymore. Their family has like, because people are starting to catch on making like abuse compilations and stuff of her behavior. Ruby says this channel is now mom's a truth. And, it's and she now, just switches her Instagram handle, yeah, which is my favorite thing that influencers try to do. Just a little rebrand. Like, what's happening? Every, everyone's going to care about this, I promise. <laughs> um, 
So then she starts working with Jody even close, more closely. And Shari, Sherry, she, um, she starts like kind of letting people know that she's not connected with her mom anymore. And it doesn't seem like she's connected to her dad anymore. She's posting things like happy father's day to my uncles for showing me fatherly love. And she was on some kind of podcast talking about how she's like not with her mom anymore, but she seems like very, very like into her faith. Very, very into um, like her aunts. Like she lives yeah. with, um, she lives with Ruby's sisters, you know, but Anyway, so flash forward, things have picked up in intensity. And then earlier this week, the news breaks that Ruby was arrested. So how the story goes is that Russell, who was the second youngest, he was at this house in Ivan's. Right? 10, 12? He's 12 12. and then the little sister was 10. So Russell was at this house and it was at Jody's house. The timeline that I've been able to put together is that Ruby was with two of the other kids in Springville. And then according to reports, she like asked a family friend, like, Hey, I have to rush to St. George right now for a St. For a family emergency. Can you like watch my kids? She rushes to St. George. And I don't know if that's if the family emergency was because Russell had escaped or what, but anyway, the two kids had been, at Jody's house in St. George in Ivan's. And the reports say that when Russell escaped out the window, there were signs of duct tape and rope and rope burns and malnourishment. And then they found um, the 10 year old in a panic room at Jody's house. They get arrested. Jody freaking evil, evil, evil. And so is Ruby. Obviously we'll get to her in a minute. Jody, as they're getting arrested says, don't let those kids be around any of any other kids that are evil because she's so, so clearly what was happening was some kind of like punishment. And that's what I want to get to with connections. So I made a TikTok about this and people are being like kind of dumb on there, but mostly like they're kind of getting what I'm putting down. So connections is this therapy group that Jody Hildebrandt has where you, it's kind of a pay to play program and you, there's different levels and different like subscriptions that you could have to her services. Like the lowest level is just like kind of general parenting advice. And you could like be in like some group Zooms. And then like it goes up and up to like private things. She'll come to your home. She'll observe. You could go to retreats with her. And then like more and more information goes behind a paywall. And the public information that Jody and Ruby have been preaching is horrifying. You know, cut your family out. Crazy. They don't love you. And I mean, like, not to mention, it should be a given. Of course, they're super homophobic and everything phobic. Oh, and they're just, and they're saying, like, these are videos that are public. And they're, and I'm like, yeah. you're saying this. But then there's all this information behind a paywall that people are paying for. And we're getting, Brooke and I are both getting all these messages. Connections ruined our family. So how many people are getting this crazy, crazy messed up stuff you know this crazy like these crazy messed up teachings and sorry i could hear rooney screaming in the background it's none of my business my husband has her but if you guys hear her in the background i promise you that there's a man attending to her my husband and um 
I'm I'm not like on here talking about child abuse while like you know I'm neglecting. Can my kid. you believe us? Yes. Anyway, um, so there's just so many videos talking about like Ruby, and yes, we need to talk about Ruby. Horrible. She deserves to be underneath the jail. What what an evil, evil, evil woman. But there's still now so many people's and connections. I tried to join the Facebook group this morning and I got in. <gasps> Somebody, someone is carrying the connections torch still, even though Jody is, even though Jody is in, um, gonna go to prison. Well, there's like yeah, in prison. Four, I, I looked at their site and it was like Ruby, Ruby and Jody, the, and then like another couple, a single woman, and then yeah. another couple. There's like four heads. I mean, Jody's because there the are people head. that rise up so high. Yes, and, it's like an MLM. And I mean, like, I tried to tell people, like, guys, like, go to this Facebook group, see if there's anybody in there that you know that's in there, like, any mutuals that you have, because there's 13,000 people in this Facebook group. Let's say half of them are just in there to snark. That's still half of other people who are following the advice of someone that thinks it's okay. Thousand people are in there. So then we're thinking half of those people, right? So 6,000 people, that's 6,000 people who are genuinely in there taking the advice of somebody that thinks it's justifiable to duct tape somebody and not feed them you know and i got so many comments where it's just like no what we need to be looking at is like the mormon church and it's like oh wow that's so punk rock like you're so cool like calling the mormon church a cult which like that's a different conversation for a different day but like there are people being duct taped there are kids yes in danger there are dms that brooke and i are getting saying that connections ruined their family's lives it's so crazy. And yes, you posted and you posted on your Instagram. I'm like, yes, that Ruby, of course, is a piece in this, but Jody and connections is the real issue. Jody, when she speaks, like actual is, evil. You could actually but also very commanding. She's mm-hmm. using these words that like I think people that are lost in parenting or like not confident or you know yes. they're intelligent they're looking at this person and they're like okay she knows the answers the way that she speaks is like like he has cadence, her voice the cult leader vibes does. it's crazy and like and people are saying like you're exaggerating when you're saying that it's a cult it oh. literally fits every single descriptor and there's a pay to pay pay to play program yes there's leadership there's commitment that you have to be committed to. You can't like once you're at a certain level, you're not allowed to miss the Zoom things, or else you lose your spot. And then somebody else like goes in and like gets yours. So she's taking these parents who are dealing with whatever kind of parenting issues they are. They're at their wits' end in w- whichever yes. way. It's like a very vulnerable audience. Yes. You know what I mean? Like parenting and, advice is, and there's like a religious aspect and stuff of yes. it too. Because I know that a lot of the stuff that is behind the paywall is talking about like. Okay, so like you've gone through like these steps. Now you need to get the spirit in your home. And if that means kicking people out, you do it. Because you have to have like the spirit with you or whatever. So it is very LDS focused. And I mean, like, I think it's basically just for like Latter-day Saint people, Mormons. But it's just so wild. So as of right now, Kevin has not been arrested. It looks like he's living back in the house. It looked, um, I saw this video that they like scraped off the eight passengers and the YouTube logo off of their van. YouTube asked them to. 
Well, so that's what somebody said. Is what I heard. Yeah. Who knows? That's what someone said. I'm like, I feel like they probably did it so their car wouldn't get keyed because they're but probably their license plate number one. literally says eight, eight passengers. passengers, no vowels. I can't. I can't. I just wonder what's going to happen. And like Kevin. And why doesn't he have custody of the kids? So I know that they were just separated. They were not divorced. Yes. What what happened? And I know that he was off living with Chad. But like what happened with the lack of custody? And I know that he doesn't work at BYU anymore. He took a sabbatical. A lot of people say that he got fired. As far as I know from like the little bit of like insider information I have or whatever, not fired. Just a sabbatical. Like he like he took some leave and then he didn't come back. I don't know. But he still owns like a consulting business so like he's still he's still doing civil engineering but um why doesn't he have custody of the children why are they in dcfs custody when they have so many siblings and family members around i mean i did hear though that that is like typical of like cult child removal like they try to separate them from everyone because they don't know how far it spreads and like they don't know how many people in the family believe similarly um but like why any of it i don't know and is the trial going to be public are they going to plead guilty or not guilty because their whole thing is that they say like oh you're not living in truth you're living in distortion are they going to say that like the law is living in distortion and is ruby so like she's just in like a jail right now what is she saying what's she talking about i know I know she has always been harsh and like abusive, mm-hmm. but I felt like the uptick was so clear once she met Joey. Yeah. Like it, it went from maybe quirky, maybe like a little excusable, like, Oh, it's just different to truly like. Yeah. Raised. And like, and she got her following remember because she had, so her, sister was from like this famous blogging vlogging family ellie and jared and like they were one of the family vloggers that like got in on the ground floor with like shay carl and all that like girl i know right (laughs) throwback and then like that and then he was like texting the yes the sex workers on twitter and just ruining his life that way can you remember Uh, i was shocked shocked i tell you that's like one of my most scandalous scandalous stories i think possibly of all time but it's like so good though. It's so, so deep. Like Ellie and Jared got in on the ground floor. And then so they were able to kind of bring their siblings with them because there weren't that many people family vlogging. Where like now, like influencers can rarely like golden handcuffs a person to, you know, popularity, yes. but that's because it's like everything's so oversaturated. But anyway, I don't know what happens from here. I don't either. And I'm waiting to hear. I mean, we got like that little statement from Kevin, but I would assume that we'll get more, but probably not until the trial. But is he going to be looked into more or? Well, it seems like he was definitely like cast out because of the connections thing. But why wasn't he with the children? I know. And like, why wouldn't they be formally divorced? I know. So then he could get custody. I tried to look at Jody's. Facebook and Instagram and figure out she she's not married, right? I heard that she's been divorced multiple times and has two adult children. Okay, because I, I did find the adult children and I think one of them might work for her. Adult children? 
one of the adult children. How many times can we say adult children? The adult children. (laughs) The adult, they're children, but they're not really. If you think about it, they're over 18. They're children, but... They are her children, but not, like, legally. You know what I mean? They're, like, adults now. They're, like, big kids now. Um, Yeah, I think one of them works for her. Or, you know, does something... Or maybe it was like the daughter-in-law. Anyways, she's scary is really what I want to say. And might I add, I think they were in love. <laughs> they were sitting awfully close. No, they were literally on top of each other. And it's I'm like, what's happening? Very, very often the people that are so vocally against a certain as old as literally time. It's like, oh, okay. Where it's like not even shocking anymore. Where it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're like very Did like. Did you phobic? see the TikTok of like them on the boat together? No, but I need it. I'm going to send it to you. There are like, she has like her arms around Ruby and she's just like, Ruby is living in distortion. I told her that. They're like giggling with each other. I'm like, at what point do you to be so into a cult that like you find that joke funny that you're just giggling? I'm thinking about any of my girlfriends and I have like many close girlfriends. Do I have my arm around any of them at any given point unless it's like a greeting hug or a goodbye? Oh, and like the like the hand on the thigh? Never. I don't know. Never. Never. I've been blessed with many good female friendships. Nothing where I'm touching another person unless it's a photo. Yeah. I'm going to send you it. Or a goodbye. You'll die. Please do. Because I'm just picturing her on a boat next to Ruby with her stinky breath. Just... Living in distortion. Uh, might I say this? Jody also looks like she has stinky, stinky breath. I, I mean, it, like, and if it seems like I'm glazing over some of the details of the abuse and not really dwelling on the duct tape situation, which it's is because I can't crazy. actually even think about it. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Here's my question, though. I saw something that maybe time stamped it that they had recorded a connections video like well yeah so that's how they were able to arrest ruby and so that's why people think that the family emergency was because like this legal stuff was going down and they were able to time stamp ruby at the house so she knew that the abuse was going on that she couldn't just say jody was doing this stuff i didn't know what was going on why are you leaving your kids oh and then i saw something that like your kids weren't going to school anymore or something Mm -hmm. what evil 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 yeah i it's so heavy and like it's like so horrible i of course like i mean like there's a family vlogging aspect of it and people are like using this I feel like the story is like so sensationalized where what's frustrating to me as somebody that's watched the story play out for a really long time, people are using this horrible story of like abuse and like this cult to like kind of focus on like different things. And I mean, like there's always a conversation to be had about like the ethics of family vlogging. Of course. It's almost like we're oversimplifying it. It's not this or that it is. I mean, if we're going to pinpoint anything, it's connections. Yeah. And everyone's just bearing the lead. They're just not talking about like the connections things where that's literally the key to all of it. And it's still going. And there's still people following the advice of somebody that says, 
tie your children up and don't feed them. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, okay, wait, how is the, yeah, I don't know, but it's weird. I mean, the DMS it's like, okay, so this is actually happening to people that are around us and like, yeah. So anyway, so this is like, if I can end with a plea, if you, I mean, especially if you're of the Mormon faith or if you are Utah adjacent or anything, just hop on the Moms of Truth Facebook group. See if you have any mutuals in there. Just kind of mm-hmm. almost like, I mean, just keep just a little watchful eye. Not saying that anyone, I mean, you might see me in there because I'm now in there to people watch. And most people are. I mean, use your noggin. But a random lady from your Relief Society who you think is like a little socially off is in there. And she's just like, you know, liking Things that say, you know, like, don't let your kids do sports because it will give them, like, passion that is, like, not of the Lord, which is what they, you know, they had Chad stop doing football because he enjoyed it too much. After he had been to camp in the desert, you know, just just keep an eye out for them. Not saying that they're, like, tying anybody up for sure, but they are following the advice of someone that thinks that's okay. So, anyway, is there anything else we could add? No. What a downer. I think I'm sorry. I was like, is there anything else we could talk about? I'm like, maybe I should have left. I should have left the Abby Lee Miller thing for the end of it. But anyway, everybody, (laughs) that's it for today's How to Smudge Up podcast. Which is completely drained. I'm what you're not seeing is I'm actually laying on the floor right now. I know. Lights off, drained. It's so sad. It's so sad. But genuinely, everybody, thank you for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. If you are like me and you're so enchanted and delighted by Brooke Stapleton, I'm imploring you to follow her. Not just follow her, shop her affiliate links. Just, just give them a little click. Throw me some coin. And, yeah, just, just throw her a little something. Um, And you can find her on Instagram at, at Brookie Stapleton. Correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on TikTok at, at Brooke the influencer. influencer. Perfect. I'm getting my car detailed tomorrow and all I could think of is you. Don't post about it because the comments I got were I will not. Wild. I promise you I will not. I have to like do the pre-clean tonight. I like did. A- and even still. <laughs> I'm already horrified. Anyway, but everybody, thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at I just want to chat podcast. You can find us on TikTok at I just want to chat podcast. And if you're feeling a little generous, just, you know, if I may channel my uh, my inner YouTuber. And when I say inner, I mean, I don't want anything to do with YouTube. Um, <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Like, like and subscribe. Hit the bell, baby. Give it hit a little bell. rating. I mean, only, only if you have like nice things to say, of course. If you're like, this was so annoying. Don't say it. Just send You're it to your group chat. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. If you, but if you want to live in truth and uh, <laughs> do all the things, I would appreciate it. Anybody, anybody, anyway, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. I am tired and I ended this on a downer. I love you all. Bye.